The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? Yes, I am excited for today or tonight's show. Who knows what time it is? We're in some, we're in uh, Iquique, Chile. Heck yeah. And, and actually, we are chilling at the Calvary Chapel here because we are on a Kill the Noise tour. We are invading the public school system. Um, I haven't counted, but we're somewhere between 15 to 20 schools, uh, juvenile detention centers, uh, Muslim schools, Catholic schools. We even went to one Christian school, which is awesome to get those kids that are not Christians that are placed in the, the Christian school. So it's been awesome, but everything's been public, the public schools. And we've seen um, just droves of kids getting saved. So tonight, back in L.A. when you're listening to this, <laughs> um, on Saturday night, um, I have um, Lexi Douglas in studio. Some of you guys that are watching the feed, you can see her in person. Um, hey, first of all, thanks for being on. I know this is last minute. I just woke <laughs> up this morning and I was like, I need to get her on the radio show since we're here. Yeah. And yeah. I, thought, I thought it would just be awesome because, you know, you've uh, you've been on uh, several. How many tours have you been on with us? Um, I think I've been on. I think this is my third Third, Third tour. tour. What, yeah. what, what tours did you go on? So I went to Montana and Idaho. That was back in 2020. That was my first one ever. Mm-hmm. That was 2020. Yeah. yeah. And then during I COVID. Went, during COVID. Yeah. yeah. And Suicide really. Prevention Month. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And it was a crazy point in my life too during that one. And then um, also after that went to California. Oh, actually, this is my fourth one because then I went to California twice. We did the Southern California one. Skate and then parks. Skate parks. Mm-hmm. And then Northern California because everything was still pretty shut down from yep. COVID. Mm-hmm. And then this is my fourth tour um, here in Chile. Which is actually interesting because the whosoever's, what we do is we go to public schools globally. Right. Yeah. But three of the first tours weren't even in schools. Yeah. This this <laughs> this trip was my first school event that I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> we, I mean, we just, just for the listeners, we only started going to skate parks. We're all, like, a lot of us are skaters, and we're going to get into your story, but um, we started going to skate parks as the main thing because all the schools were shut down. So we're like, we're the students. Well, they're, 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 they're in skate parks and everyone's looking for something to do. So they'll come and mm-hmm. we can meet in that, you know, outdoor area, yeah, you know, COVID rules, whatever, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. sanitizer and the whole thing, yeah. you know. So we just started uh, evading the, the skate parks because that was a common ground to, to do outreach stuff. But now you're actually on a tour with us. And uh, how, how has this tour been just, uh, just looking at it, the difference between the other four tours? So the different seeing being in a public school and seeing the kids come forward, like I've seen pictures, I've seen videos, yeah. but I've never been there. On social, yeah. Yeah. So being there like in person was so so radical to watch these kids just come forward. Like the first school I remember just saying they're like, This is actually happening. This is happening. This is actually like these <laughs> all these kids are coming forward to receive Christ in such a basic we give such a basic message of our stories and then the gospel and these kids come forward. It's super fast, super quick. Yeah. But these kids respond. They respond. And a lot of them, like not just like one or two, it's like mm-hmm. it's like tons of kids are coming out like 90 percent of the kids at every single school has come forward Insane. and it's literally blows my mind every single day so far <laughs> so yeah. it's been crazy it's and a lot of you know a lot of people say is though not a lot of people but there's been a word here and there like well what message are they preaching <laughs> we're preaching jesus christ crucified yeah. dying on the cross for your sins and my sins you're a dirty sinner i'm a dirty sinner but through belief in his son and the blood that was shed on the cross, he'll wash you white as snow. Mm-hmm. He'll forgive you. He'll implant his Holy Spirit in you. And he'll transform you through the work of the Holy Spirit. That is the message. Yeah. And we talk about issues that we've all dealt with that they're going through. Yeah. And they're responding. Yeah. And the teachers are tripping out. <laughs> yeah. But before we go in, I, I just wanted to get that you know, out of you right at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Um, because you know, I know you've been on several shows. And a lot of people will look at social media and they see the same thing. These packs of kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's a, it, it, I, was, I was telling you before the show, evangelism, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gift. God gives you a gift of evangelism. And mm-hmm. when you speak, he does the work where actually ple- people believe that Jesus died on the cross for the sins of the world. And that by believing in him, they would be forgiven and they would have everlasting life. That is a supernatural transaction that happens when God opens your eyes. Yeah. It says the foolishness of the cross in the Bible. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when that happens, that's God's 
power manifesting, drawing people to himself. Yeah. And that's the job of the Holy Spirit. Totally, yeah. Okay, so that's a great intro. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. So let's let's hear about you because you're awesome. And um, you know, I got a phone call from Christina one time. You know, you know Christina. Yeah. She's like, hey, I got this girl. You know, hey, dude, I got this girl. Uh, you know, that's Christina. Yeah. <laughs> got hey, dude, I got this girl. You know, I think you know God's doing something cool with her, and I want to bring her on the trip. And I'm like, awesome. You know, because I, I trust Christina. I know that God is using her as mm-hmm. an evangelist. And uh, as an ambassador of the movement, and she's you know keeping her eyes on who is that next generation to to raise up, and that's always the belief system with with me and I, what I've been taught through the Calvary Chapel movement is that you know even at my, with my dad, Raul Reese, Pastor Raul Reese out of Calvary Chapel uh, Davenport, he's always taught us you know you got to work yourself out of a job, hmm. yeah, yeah, work yourself out of a job. Like yeah. basically, you need to find that next person because if something happens to you, you need that replacement. True. But that's not necessary the whole picture the picture is you keep raising up people multiplying yourself yeah jesus the disciples 12 disciples you read about Mm -hmm. in matthew then the next chapter matthew it says then there was uh 77 disciples (laughs) or was it 72 or 77 disciples and then you know it it kept growing the book of acts started with 120 then it went to 3,000. like the church grew. That's the whole thing yeah. is to multiply yourself. Yeah. So here's Christina. Hey, dude, I got this girl. Well, who is she? She lives in like Reno or something. She's up north. I'm like, all right, cool. Bring her out. Yeah. So we brought her out. But then as I got to know you, um, it's awesome. You're, you're out of uh, what, what church are you part of? So Calvary Chapel, Reno Sparks is where I'm serving the youth right now. Okay, so what, you're you're like a, a, a youth, youth leader, leader yeah, yeah. I'm a youth leader there. I first started with middle school, and then I went to high school because um, I love middle schoolers; they're super hype. But I was connecting more with the high schoolers on a spiritual level and yeah. just being able to pour into them. And so I just took high school from there, and now that's that's what I'm doing there is serving the high school. So awesome! Yeah. Well, it, it took you a little journey to get to that place. Oh yeah. <laughs> so let's 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 hear a little bit about your story. Um, so where'd you grow up, and how'd you even? find God or have a relation like how'd you get to that point in your life where you encountered God and knew he was real I know there's gonna be a lot of information from now to that point right now that you're gonna talk about but lead lead me on, on that journey so um so yeah it was definitely a long journey so I grew up snowboarding my whole life i started snowboarding like as soon as i started walking it was just like wait a minute okay what how old were you when you started well first of all how old are you now i'm 21 okay so when did you start snowboarding so i started snowboarding when i was like i think i was like three or four years old i was super young what like year when was the first it? time i was born in 2001 so i was like it was like 2004 2005 okay. i don't i don't remember i was too little i just <laughs> want to know where i was at in my life when you started snowboarding yeah it was around that era yeah okay yeah, so. yeah so i was young early 2000s um I don't really remember snowboarding. Like I know that I went snowboarding at that age, but I don't remember snowboarding until um, I was older. I made nationals for the first time ever when I was seven years old, and I made snowboarding. Yeah, and I went to nationals every year after that for like the next five years. And um, so yeah, so basically, grew up snowboarding. I was sponsored. Yeah, I was sponsored by Burton. I was on flow for vitamin water. Um, and I was, you know, snowboarding every day of the week and it was like, like snowboarding was my life. Like I didn't like school wasn't my life. Like, you know, nothing else was my life other than snowboarding. Like I was failing in school and I didn't really have a lot of friends because I was with my coaches. I was with my snowboard team. I was part of a team called TSST, which is Tahoe Select Snowboard Team. Um, it's not a thing anymore, but that was the team I was on and they would, they would watch these riders. And if you qualified for their team, like if you were on the select, then they would invite you to be part of the team. Like it was invitation only. Sweet. Yeah. So super cool. Um, I lived with my coach like five days out of the week. So I wasn't really close to my parents because I was like always snowboarding. Yeah. Um, my brother was also into snowboarding. So both of us, like we were on the team together and we would snowboard together every day of the week. So that was my life. Yeah. Um, as far as school at that point, I was pretty much homeschooled, I guess you could say, because I was doing it kind of on the road. Yeah. You know, we'd go to Colorado. We'd travel with the snow, right? Yeah, so, just fall in the snow. Yeah, yeah. so it was kind of like hard to do school, so I didn't really have a whole lot of education when I was younger. But um, So yeah, May Nationals, first time at seven years old. At that point, like sponsorships started looking at me, but it was, it was hard as such a young kid because it was like, they, you know, my coaches taught me, if you fall, you have to fake it that you're happy. Like, you can't cry. Like you have to fall, get up and smile. And smile. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but then it's like, you know, they, 
like, you know, even at that age, like I knew, like, if I fall, like I'm, I'm messing up part of my career. Like I, I even knew at such a young age, like, don't fall. Like if you fall, like everything's crumbling, like your sponsorships are crumbling, like everything's crumbling. So I had so much pressure at such a young age. Dang. And, um, so, you know, and then also like you're, you're on a team of snowboarders, but snowboarding is an independent sport. Right. So you're competing against your teammates. Oh yeah. So that's interesting yeah. too. Cause it's so like, you're we're friends. Team, you're competing. Yeah. We're friends until com- competition day. And then suddenly it's like game on, like now I hate you kind oh, of thing. You know? shoot. Yeah, so, so um, so there's a super popular snowboarder today named Haley Leyland and she moved to Tahoe just to watch me snowboard. Like she, her whole family moved their whole family, bought a house in Tahoe just to, watch the tricks I was doing, watch what I was practicing. Um, so there's so much politics in the snowboarding realm, like who, you know, um, like we're like always having a face on, right. Always like putting on a face. That's not really you. Mm-hmm. So that was my life growing up. That's how I was taught to grow up. That's how I was taught to live. And so, um, around like 13 had made, you know, nationals five years in a row. Like I said, was like the up and coming person. And, but I, I grew to like detest the sport, if that makes sense. Cause it was so, I felt so like, like, like what, it, like, is this really my life? Like I felt so like out of the realm, like it was like, I was there, but I wasn't there, yeah. you know? And it was like, you, you are at the top of the hill. You're about to drop in for your run. Your coach is like, you got to land this. You got to land this. This is all the pressure, right? Like everybody's watching yeah. like yeah. Yeah. all this stuff. So it's like, it, it takes, you know, like, you get into snowboarding because it's fun, yeah. like skateboarding or something. Yeah. But then when it gets to this pressure of competitive, it loses the, the fun. fun. Yeah, it, totally. It, 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 yeah. it loses the whole fun of why you even got into it. Right. So I know that, Yeah, not that I've ever experienced me competing, but I've seen it as a team manager in the skateboard industry, right. watching how, or even video parts and you're just like, man, they're the funds actually out of it now. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like, you're, you're pushing yourself to your limits. You're, you're, at the point of breaking yourself because you're like trying so hard to land these tricks. Like, like you're not even capable of landing, you know? So it was just like growing up and that was very interesting. And I had to like unlearn a lot of what I had learned. Um, so anyways, we're, I was 13 on my last nationals that I went to. And I just like, I, I was standing on top of the hill and I was like, man, I hate this. I don't want to do this. Like my whole life I was like, I'm going to be a professional snowboarder. Like that's what I'm going to do with my life. That's like my, my purpose in life. Right. Yeah. But I remember that moment. I was like, I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. Like, yeah. this is stupid. Like, I don't have friends. And the friends that I thought I had, now they hate me on competitive day or, like, competing yeah, day. Yeah. Like, what is happening, right? So, anyways, um, long story short, like, I'm, you know, I'm living with my coach and all this stuff. My life is snowboarding. And we're at this party. It was after this big event. And, um, and my coach overdoses on alcohol and drugs. Oh, and, shoot. Yeah, it was, like, a huge, like... turning point in my career like I said at that point I was kind of already hating the sport but then like after my coach passed away which was like my father figure at that time like it was kind of like well where did did he die here yeah oh he died yeah so it was like huge party he just lost control and like wasn't I don't think he realized like how much he, he was, he was a happy guy. Like it wasn't because he was depressed or upset. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of overdoses are just, you know, on accident. Yeah. 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 Just partying a little bit. Yeah. So it was like, so, and like I had said before, like snowboarding is all about connections. So he was my connection. I was a 13 year old kid. Like you don't have connections. It's all about your coach having connections. So after he passed away, I was kind of like, where do I go from here? I already hate this sport. I don't really like want to do this anymore. Cause now this sport took away like my father figure. Mm-hmm. So, um, like my family has always kind of had like a broken, like, you know, my parents have always had like issues with their marriage and stuff. So it's like, you know, my mom's here, but then my dad's here and then it's like back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I'm back home. I was like, Hey, I guess I'll live a normal life of high school and <laughs> whatever. Right. Yeah. So I'm just kind of trying to figure out my purpose in life and, um, kind of like what's next. Cause like all I knew ever knew was snowboarding and pe- competing. And so it's like, yeah. how do I even make a friend? <laughs> like right. I didn't like, I was so out of like a childhood. So it's yeah. just like, went to high school was kind of like trying to figure it out. I had a friend that was like super close to me that I'd been friends with like my, my only friend that my whole life at that point. And she invited me to church. She was like, Hey, do you want to go to this winter camp with me for um, high schoolers? And I was like, I guess so. Like at this point I'm like, I'm going to parties still. Like I'm, I was, you know, I was never addicted to drugs or alcohol. Like yeah. I would try different things, but I was just like, whatever, you know? So anyways, we go to this winter camp. First time I ever heard the gospel. Ben Corson was the one that taught no way. Yeah. He did an altar call. I was like, this is real. Like my whole life has been fake, but this is real. Like I know for a fact that this 
has purpose. This has meaning. Like everything else that I knew, like was fake, you know. So I, I received the Lord at that point. I still didn't really know like what being a Christian looked like and stuff. So I was going to church to youth group and high school, but I was still living like a double life of hypocrisy, you know, partying on like the weekends during the week and then going to church and then hearing like, you know, don't sin and all that stuff. And I was like, church is stupid. Like, I don't know about this, yeah. but I love the Lord. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so yeah. it was kind of like just living a double life for a long time during high school. And, um, you know, just made a lot of mistakes during that time. And I wish I could go back and change it. But, um, during that time, just, you know, living that double life of like going to high school being in church, um, w- wanted to be on the worship team and stuff, but then in school, you know, I was not acting like a Christian at all, didn't tell my friends I was a Christian, all that kind of stuff, and then it wasn't really real to me until I went to Potter's Field Ignite, where I met Christina. Oh, oh. Yeah. So wait a minute. That's, so wait, that's right. You were, when I went out to Florida, mm-hmm. you were in that group. I was, yeah. That's where I met you. Yeah. That's right. So I, that's right. Because I knew you, I met you there. And that's when Christina was like, yeah. Hey, she was there. You know her. She sent me a picture. And I'm like, yeah, I remember. Cause yeah, you were like, you snowboard. Okay. Now it all makes sense. Cause you know, there's <laughs> yeah. so many different people when we meet and, and all these different events. That's yeah. right. That's right. Potter'sville. Okay. Yeah. So you're out there. So now that we know that I know that you're out there at Pottersfield. It's, um, you're you're in you're in Florida at a it's a discipleship school. Yeah. So wait, hold on. How'd you how'd you want to go and commit to like a year in like a Bible discipleship school? Because you weren't really yeah. you weren't. I was really still trying to co- decide what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. How did you I was even like, commit to that? Not. So yeah. um, I mean, that's so, a big decision if you're really not into yeah. the church thing and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go get my life away, go into a Bible teaching. Right. A school, yeah. School. That's a big thing. Yeah, so full, for, for a full year. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm By eight, the way, that, 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 that school is no longer. Right. It's a bad thing. Don't look <laughs> it up. Don't go. It don't, please don't go. It's, yeah. It went <laughs> yeah, sour. Um, yeah. But there's a new school that actually replaced that in Florida. Yeah. It's called Zeal School of Ministry, actually. Yeah, go there. <laughs> go there. Um, yeah, so that year before Ignite with Pottersfield, um, my parents, like, had gone, like, there's their divorce um but because they were like they were always like separated but like you know they'd get back together and then they'd separate again and like just weird stuff right so at that point like my mom had always told me like you're the rock of the family you're the only solid one but it was because i was good at faking it <laughs> you know i was good at faking like yeah i'm solid like i'm not struggling like all these things i was good at faking it and um so my mom also just put that pressure of like my family on me which was like what do i do with this right and so at that point before I was dating a guy that was, like, not the best person in the world. Um, He was actually a drug dealer. And just, like, in the skate park, like, we all know what happens at a skate park. Not a good thing. So, um, just, like, not – still, like, I wanted the Lord. Like, I knew a part of me wanted the Lord that year, but I I just couldn't fully commit. And so it was kind of like, like, I wanted the Lord, but I was like, but I also like the world. You know, I, was, I want the Lord, but I like to party. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of where it was at. Yeah. <laughs> I like to have fun. That's just <laughs> boring, right? So, um, so yeah, I'm in a relationship with this guy. That's not good. Um, at that point, like, my mom's telling me, like, you're the rock of the family and, like, all this stuff. My parents get divorced again. And my brother actually went to jail and for stuff that I won't get into. Yeah. But, um, so, he, you know, like, my family, like, what I thought was I was keeping together crumbled right. again. Yeah. <laughs> so, at that point, like... I just like from that whole being raised competitive, like with the pressure, like I just wanted to take control of it all. So then when it all fell apart, I felt like it was my fault Mm. um, because I couldn't keep it together. And so, yeah. So I remember just like praying, like I was like, God, like I'm tired of this. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of faking it. I'm tired of being a hypocrite. Like I want a full send for you. Like I'm tired of this. So yeah. yeah, So I, um, yeah. So at that point, the school, like was it at your church or so I, so a friend of a friend went to Potter's Field, mm-hmm. and she told me, she was like, if you want to know about the Lord, because at that point, you know, like I was living double life, I didn't really know about the Lord yeah. or who he was. She was like, if you want to learn about the Lord, go to this school. Got it. So I looked it up. I was like, dang, that's a lot of money. But I was like, if, if 
this if God's real and he wants me to go, he's going to make me make me go. Right. right, right. <laughs> so sure enough, like a bunch of people donate and like literally like I still have money in that same account that I they're had all she night. is bad. We got to send her. Come on, we're going <laughs> to yeah. we're giving her 30,000. We got to make sure she gets. That. Yeah. So <laughs> people paid my whole way there, like straight up, like they just like gave me a bunch of money and I was like, I could do something else with this money. But okay. <laughs> so I knew. I knew that I needed to go. I knew, like, for myself, because I was falling apart, I was kind of, like, dealing with body image and depression and different things at that time. Um, and, you know, just with with a bad, abusive guy. And then, um, yeah, so then the Lord was like, nope, you're going. So I knew deep down, like, I, I didn't break up with that boyfriend until the day I was leaving. Yeah. And I was like, by the way, I'm going to be gone for a year. <laughs> He's all, huh? Yeah. I gotta go. But yeah, so that that night I just I broke it off with him, cut off all those friends, like literally just dipped everything. Yeah. Cut off my family, like at that point, because I was like, they're too much for me at this point. So I need to heal myself before I can help them. So go to Ignite. That's when I really encountered the Lord was in Florida. Ignite. Wait, what is that? Is that a... Potter's Field. Oh, oh, that yeah. called? Okay, that's what the class yeah, yeah. is called. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was a whole journey in itself um, as far as like, you know, just I went to Potter's Field, got really had that with Bible studies and yeah. that like I learned so much yeah. during that year, you know, yeah. that those three months. So it was like I got built up and then I was sent to Guatemala and I did not. That was the one country that I was like, God, I do not want to go to Guatemala. Like really? I want to go to Africa. I don't want to go to Guatemala. <laughs> and so the Lord like sent me to Guatemala, Antigua. And um, had some interesting um, church leaders there who were definitely misrepresented the Lord and um, didn't do things like they were, you know, emotionally and verbally like would, you know, abuse like the girls and me that were there in Guatemala. Hence, this is why we say don't go to this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they're in business anymore, but yeah, it turned pretty, a lot of, it went sour. Yeah. So, so you're experiencing this stuff and now, so I have a question for you. So what are you thinking as far as like, now you get burnt out? Like you're, you're looking at these, these, these bad people, these jerks. Yeah. And they're misrepresenting Christ. Yeah. But now is that turning you off to Christ or you, can you discern like, no, these guys are, there's something off of these people. I knew there was something off, but I was, I was like, well, they're pastors. Like, what do I know? You know, like I, I have this check. It has to be good. Right. Yeah. Like they're pastors. pastors. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I was just like, you know, kind of confused. Like why would God send me and then abandon me here? You know, that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. And then, um, there was like one morning they sat us down. They're like, all right, so, um, we have some issues with like the, the ministry and it's actually all getting shut down. And I like never had so much joy in my life. <laughs> I was so stoked. Yeah. I was like, I get to go home. No, you know? I knew that there was something, I knew there was something wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, I was super stoked cause I was like, I get, get to go home. And then that night I had a dream and the Lord was like, Nope, you're going to Africa. And I was like, how the heck am I supposed to get to Africa? Right. So the next day our director, um, he called me and he was like, Hey, if you, Oh, and also, like, a mission team was coming down that same week that we were supposed to host in Guatemala. And he was like, if you stay, I was 18 at this point. He was like, if you stay and host this mission team, I'll pay your way to Africa. I was like, okay, (laughs) sure, why not? So that was my first time ever, like, hosting a mission team. Literally had to drive the chicken bus in Guatemala. Chicken bus? Yeah, it's like this big bus. We piled, like, 20 people in there from... Uh, San Juan, so it's for chickens. Calvary Chapel. But you put people in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Not, not for chickens, but uh, okay. yeah. So chicken bus. Yeah, right. so we like. So I plan like the whole mission team. I like have no idea what I'm doing. Um, so the Lord just threw me deep into ministry. Like as soon as I like really gave my life to the Lord and yeah. committed to Him, um, then He finally like granted my wish because it says like you know the Lord will give you the hearts like the your heart's desires. Your heart. yeah. and I've always wanted to go to Africa. So after I had that paid. week, got got paid to Africa. And um, the whole other situation stories from that, but I won't get into all of that. Just like the Lord, like, you know, tried me financially that year. Well, wait, no, no, hold on, hold on. We're going to get into it because we have, we have, um, we still have a whole nother half of show. True. So True. let's, let's, uh, let's get into, um, we still got a little, little bit of time. So let's, uh, so you, you went to Africa. Yeah. So, so that was my dream. Ride. So what, what happened? Yeah. Uh, what, what, why was it your dream anyway to go to Africa? I, I don't know, like always, like ever since I was a little kid, like yeah. I would read books about it right. and I would just be like, man, so like, you're intrigued with it. Yeah. Like yeah. I always thought Africa, like, that's cool. I want to go. So yeah. So I, I, um, I Did you take a skateboard by chance? Not, no, 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 I didn't. Skateboards no, at, at this time. No, I did. Well, no, I was into skateboarding cause like, I, but yeah, but you don't have a skateboard. You, I didn't have my skateboard. Yeah. Okay. No. 
Um, so something that I've always like had like was like a security issue with finances, mm -hmm. and like I was like you know, and especially like in Guatemala, I was like, if anything goes bad. I have enough money to fly home. Like that was always in my right. head, you know, yeah. plan B, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm at the Guatemala airport about to leave for Africa. I'm like two hours late. I was like, shoot, I'm going to miss my flight. Like all this stuff is stressing me out. I'm so there. My wallet gets stolen. My bags get stolen. Literally everything gets stolen. All I have is my yellow fever shot, which you need to get in Africa and my passport. It's literally oh all I had. Oh my. Everything got jacked. You're yeah. like, I'm good. Shot, yeah. <laughs> shot, I mean, kind of good. Yeah, so I'm Dude, I'm crying horrible. on the plane. I'm having a breakdown. Like, I'm like, God, like, what the heck? Like, this is my dream come true. And then you took everything away. Like, what is this? And he was like, you don't, like, he just told me, like, you don't need anything. Like, all you need is me. Like, you don't need your finances. You don't just need your, you. your, your money. You know, you don't need any of this. All you need is me. And I was like, so I go to Africa, literally no money. I'm That's like, that verse in the Bible. Yeah. Remember, he's like, oh, when you go out, don't take anything with you. Yeah. He's literally showing you, I don't, don't, you're not going to take anything with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Like, I had my Bible. I still yeah. have my Bible. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he gave Dude, me. Dude, that's amazing. I, I love this. Shot. Yeah, so I'm out in Africa. You know, there's still some of the team that wanted to stay to fulfill their time that we committed to that year. And so, you know, we it was like everything that I wanted in Africa. And like, the Lord just like blessed me tremendously. Like, I think just after surviving Guatemala. Um, but so, yeah, so I, I loved Africa. I didn't want to leave. I was like, I'll stay here. What, you know? what part of Africa? Was Uganda. It? And we oh, lived Uganda, on an island yeah. called Nagombe. Um, so that was super cool. But I mean, obviously there was trials in the mission field as far as like, you know, certain things, but I still, so I'm just going to tell this one story about, um, you, you could tell, you there. could tell a couple stories. Okay. So, so I'm in Africa you know, the Lord took away all of my money, but we got a stipend every month. And so I got my first stipend and I'm like hoarding it. Cause I'm like, I can't, I can't give this away to you. You know, like this yeah. is mine. Um, it's not, it's like five bucks American dollars, but in Uganda it goes a lot farther. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm, that's how I buy my food is with that and all this stuff. But we're sitting in church on a Sunday and, um, I was reading at this point, I think it was like a super random book. I was like, might as well just read this cause I've never read it before. Super random book in the Bible. Um, it was Exodus actually. And it was, it was talking about how, um, the people didn't give God their all and he took everything away mm. because they weren't giving him everything. I can't remember what chapter. And I knew that that was speaking to me. Like I, I even though like God took away everything, I was still holding on to my small $5 stipend and, he was like, I was sitting in church and he's like, put that in the, in the, in the tray, you know, that they're mm -hmm. passing around. And I was like, what if I just put like this much in there? You know, what if I just put like half of it or yeah, like yeah. three quarters? Like, why do I have to put all of it in there? He was like, no, nope, I want your whole heart. And it was just like a lesson for me. Like I have to give him everything. And so I put it all in there and I was like super upset. I was like, you know, forget this walking out of the church all mad. I opened my drawer when we get back to change my pants, literally triple the amount of money I gave was in the no. drawer. Yeah. Straight up. And I, like, asked all, like, my roommates. I was like, is this yours? Is this yours? They're like, no. That's not mine. And I was like, where did this come from, you know? Dude, that is phenomenal. Straight up miracle. It's yeah. crazy. And God, yeah. And God teaches us with those things. Yeah. That is that is so amazing. Well, we're going to be going to be going to a break here really quick. Um, I have Lexi Douglas in studio. You are youth leader at Calvary Chapel. Reno Sparks. Reno Sparks. Yeah. yeah. You know that that story you just said. Um, there was a friend that I had that I met with recently, and anyway, long story short, he had a bunch of debt. I think it was like twenty five grand he owed someone, and or like twenty grand he owed someone, and and God was like, hey, you know, because he was going to start do another mission, he was going to do something else, and and God's like, hey, you can't go start this new work until you pay your debt. Dang. And he's like, but this this debt, this this this, I only have ten grand, and this ten grand. <laughs> Is basically if there's an emergency with my family, you know, I need this. Yeah. And anyway, long story short, he went and and went to the guy and said, "Hey, it's been a you know a couple of years. I'm sorry, but I just want you to let you know I don't have all of it, but I have ten grand of it." And the guy goes, "You know what? That's amazing." He's all, "I'm so glad that you came and you said this." He's all, "Now I believe in what you say you are as mm -hmm. a Christian." Mm -hmm. And he goes, "You know what I'm going to do?" He's all, "You're going to give me ten grand, and I'm gonna I'm gonna forgive you the other ten grand." So, and I go, and I told my friend, I said. Dude, Jesus just multiplied your money. <laughs> That's crazy. You gave him the 10 and he dismissed 10 grand. Yeah. He paid your debt. You know, yeah. uh, he says, uh, Jesus says he has all the, 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 the cows on the hill. Like yeah. he owns everything. He will multiply. Yeah. So literally the, he owed him 20 grand, gave him 10 and he forgave him 10. That was 20. Dang. So he's debt free. Man, Isn't that, that is, phenomenal? That, yeah, and my friend was, was like, 
I never even thought about that. <laughs> I'm all, yeah, you multiplied your money. Yeah. Because you did and you were obedient to yeah. what he said. Yeah. So awesome. All right. Um, all right. Well, we're going to be going to a break here in a couple of seconds. Um, go to the whosoever's.com. We tour the nation. No, not the nation. The world. The, the world, globe. The heck yeah. Hit us up at the whosoever's.com. Book us. We will come out. And the next half is going to be even more epic heck with uh, Lexi. Peace. More of The Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Over the past four years, an astounding 51,000 students from seven states, five countries, and 183 schools have responded to the gospel message because of the Whosoever's Kill the Noise Tour. Living in today's world gathers as much information in one day as a 15-year-old 80 years ago would have gathered in one full year. Do you realize the youth suicide rate is at an all-time high? Listen, in the next 24 hours in the USA alone, 1,439 teens will attempt suicide. Every 100 minutes, a teen takes their own life. 2,795 teenage girls will become pregnant and 15,006 teens will use drugs for the first time. The increasing amount of noise bombarding our students daily is destroying their minds and souls at an alarming rate. For this reason, the Whosoever's Kill the Noise Tour is a necessity. the Kill the Noise Tour. We're in California right now and it's about to pop off. We're getting everyone ready. We're going to pray. And then uh, basically the event's going to start and we're going to see all kinds of kids come to the Lord. It's going to be sick. many students as we possibly can with the message of the gospel. This is no easy task. We need kingdom builders like you to join us in this battle against the ever-increasing noise that surrounds the lives of these students. Please consider helping us expand this mission by partnering with the Whosoever's Kill the Noise Tour. Thank you for empowering future generations with us. Show. All right. Well, again, this show is uh, we're in Iquique, Chile, which is in South America. We're actually out here right now um, with the Whosoever's Movement on tour. We have Christina, we have Lexi, we have Daniel, and uh, we've been working with uh, Calvary Chapel, Iquique, uh, here in the north part of uh, Chile. Prior to that, we came down and we did um, we went to the Peru conference. It was a great commission conference with Calvary Chapel. Um, Bible Institute, and now we're here touring uh, 15 to 20 schools. I can't even keep up. It all starts blurring together. Yeah, I was texting Jesser uh, this morning from uh, one of our ambassadors from Mexico, and I made a video on, on my social media, and I'm like, hey, t- there's going to be a... Sk- yeah, I go, we just got doing... Uh, we just got done doing like 15 to 20 schools. I go, I don't even know, and I, I told him, I said, you know, when you're in the mega tour, like how we do like 
that many schools in one week, it all starts blurring together. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait, what school was what? So anyway, he was laughing. I'm like, only people that go on the Whosoever's Tours understand everything blurs together by the end of the trip or even the yeah. middle of the trip because there's too many events. <laughs> but yeah, we've been touring the public school system, invading it. It's been epic. But I have my friend uh, Lexi Douglas in studio. She's uh, she's one of the ambassadors out here from the Whosoever's Movement. She's been touring for, I don't know, about four different tours. But this was her first high school actual tour mm-hmm. um, doing several events. So it's cool to see you doing it. But she has an amazing story. We've been going through how she was sponsored uh, from a very young age uh, for snowboarding, for Burton, uh, vitamin uh, water, and, and several others uh, doing her thing. But then she lost her identity. Uh, mm-hmm. Family crisis, um, uh, self-image, just pretty much a lot of the stuff that you and I uh, uh, deal with in life and go through when at, at younger years. But then you had an encounter with God. Mm-hmm. You know, you're back and forth. But you had an encounter with God. You went to a Bible school. And um, now here you are in Africa. And God is doing just amazing things. So with all that said, that's so awesome how how you gave your heart to God mm-hmm. and you said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do it, put it in. And then he, he multiplied that. Is there any other cool stories? Um, uh, from, from, uh, maybe even just from the whosoever. So you've been yeah. traveling with us. Yeah. Is there any stories from the whosoever's tours over the last, uh, four tours, um, that have impacted you or even here? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to get into like how I like was, honored to be a part of like this team and stuff. oh yeah so, we haven't talked about that. yeah 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 so um yeah so i came back from ignite um i became really close friends with christina and you know we just kept in contact during like i came back in 20 at the end of 2019 and just kept in contact that whole like end of 2019 into 2020 mm-hmm. and i didn't i went on the idaho tour in um i think it was like october was it november I don't remember which month it was. Yeah. (laughs) Somewhere around there. It all blends together. Yeah, it really does. (laughs) Um, So, so yeah. So that whole next year, you know, I'm working things out with the Lord because, like, Pottersfield shut down. And there was, like, a lot of, like, you know, I always dealt with, like, body image and, like, identity as far as, like, because, you know, competing when you mess up, like, your whole world crumbles. So it was just, like, you know, um, it was feeling that same feeling but through like ministry and churches but the same feeling of like your whole world crumbling like everything you knew is just crumbling um so that was that was a hard year for me just to like figure out like hey like what like why did the lord have me go through that what's the point of all this christina was a huge help during that Mm -hmm. whole year just she just kept me accountable um really encouraged me during that whole year and so yeah so um i'm skating but now like and i'm still snowboarding you know but for fun now yeah. now i'm enjoying it now it's fun yeah, yeah. i'm still like keep, like i'm keeping my skate friends at the skate park you know not being involved in their parties like they would invite me and stuff but like no like i gave myself for the lord like i'm a slave yeah. for christ you know um so yeah still skating still snowboarding and all that stuff having fun um christina calls me and i'm actually at the skate park when she called me and she was like hey I want to invite you on a skate park tour, you know, to Mon- Montana and Idaho. And I was like, I don't really want to go. Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's like what I want to do. Like, I don't even know these people, you know, kind of just like, eh. so she was like, Hey, just pray about it for a week mm-hmm. and then let me know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I get off the phone. I'm with um, a couple of my friends and I was like, yeah, like I got invited to go on the skate park tour. And they're like, why aren't you going? Like most of them weren't even believers. Like I two of my yeah. friends are they're like skate, it's, wait, skate different parks every day. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. They were like, why aren't you like stoked on this? And I was like, I just don't really want to go like, you know, just kind of like hesitant about it. But I think it was more of just like fear to like yeah. what the Lord was calling me to. Yeah. And not like, um, like, not about the trip itself, just more fear of like what the ha- what the Lord had for me yeah, there. Like, totally. was I ready? You know, totally. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so I, I prayed about it for that week. The Lord was like, nope, you need to go. So I, I called Christina back. I was like, all right, I'm coming. And so that's how I met all of you guys on that mm-hmm. tour and stuff. Yeah. Like I met Sunny that tour. I mm-hmm. met you that tour, like we met you. And that's just, right. Um, that you were there on that tour and you were skating. Yeah. That was the tour. Yeah. That was like when I met all of you that guys. Was, you know what? That tour was heavy. It was. That was, yeah. that's crazy. That was your first tour because yeah. <laughs> most of our tours are very like, we're invading schools. We got the party music. Kids are dancing. We're giving the gospel. We get yeah. real serious there in those moments mm-hmm. and level with the kids. But that, that tour that we went on, it was during suicide prevention month. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that national holiday that they do. And, but we were going into like, we were in Montana and it was beautiful, but we were going into like, like homeless shelters yeah. and um, uh, like rehabs and like there was just a lot of like homeless like a, a huge juvenile popu- detention center juvenile it was like yeah. 
and Sonny was on that trip too. Yeah, yeah, he was. And I remember we were all just like, man, this is a very heavy, yeah, dark trip. But yeah. I mean, people were getting saved like crazy, and it was awesome. But it was not the normal. So that's funny that you went. I'm surprised you came back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was heavy. So then, like going to Southern California. After that, like, I was, like, kind of, like, expecting it to be, like, heavy and, like, all this stuff. Then we go to Southern California with the skate park tour. Yeah. Super opposite. Oh, yeah. That was totally opposite. Totally opposite. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, my gosh. This is this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I like this part. But um, so that was super cool. I was stoked. I was like, I want to do a contest in my That's own town. right. Yep. Yeah. I was yep. like, you know what? This, this can't be that hard. Like, let me just talk to my church and, like, do a contest in my own town. So I did it. You know, like, I... I didn't really like make it a whosoever thing. So it was kind of like last minute. Cause yeah. the Lord like gave me a specific date. Yeah. And it was like two weeks from when I like had first like whispering about it. So it was like, you know, it was just super fast. Did the contest. Tons of kids came forward and got saved that day. It was, yes. it was so cool. Yeah. And then, um, went on the did other tour. I did. Yeah. But I didn't do the altar call. Cause I've always been afraid to give an altar call yeah. Yeah. today. In Chile was my first time ever doing an altar call. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so gonna... I would always like speak and then I'd be like, okay, you do the altar call. Like, I'm too scared. Like, yeah, you yeah. do it. Totally. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Yeah. I used to be like that too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if sense. Um, so yeah. Because so people that. think, oh, I'm going to say it and then, you know, I can't do it because no one's going to say it. But it's God's the one that does it. We don't yeah. do anything. It's his spirit that's in us. So there's no pressure. Right. But yeah. it feels like there's pressure. Yeah. And then, like, I'm afraid of, like, rejection. So I'd be like, I'd rather, like, them have their rejection. Yeah. And I'll take you, it, yeah, like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm going to sleep good tonight. Yeah. It wasn't my fault. Though, yeah. Like, sorry. <laughs> that was you. That's on you. Yeah. So you did that. Yeah. That, and that was a great turnout in your yeah. local community, which is awesome. Yeah. And it was like, I was, at the time I was working in that um, city, it was called Sun Valley. And it's like a very poor community and stuff. Very, like, Hispanic community. Yeah. Very poor. Um, so they were just stoked to get a skateboard. They're like, yeah. their skateboards like falling apart. So they yeah. were just like stoked. It was like, the whole thing was beautiful. It was like, so the Lord. And I knew specifically like who the Lord had me, um, you know, speak to that on that trip. Like a lot of kids came forward, but specifically it was for this one kid who's still walking with the Lord today. So that's really what's cool. up. Yeah. That's what's yeah. up. I love that. And we have that one verse cause people go, well, why go out and do the, go speak to all these kids. You don't see the fruit. You know, there's that parable, uh, where it talks about the different seeds, you know, one lands, and it just dies out because it lands on shallow. It lands yeah. on the, the ground, and the sun cooks it away. Then another one grows, but it gets entangled in the weeds, and the weed is the world. Mm. And then it just chokes it out. Yeah. And then there's a the one that produces much fruit. Yeah, like Jesus gave us the seeds. Yeah, <laughs> we're throwing the seeds out. The gospel, they plant, He grows them, and then as they grow, some just die out. That it doesn't take, and then some get choked out, but then some take. Yeah. and that's just and, and again. We're not responsible. It's not our fault. Like, we don't have to worry. Jesus is God. Yeah. We just got to do our part. Right. Yeah. So you're doing your part. You're, 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 you're doing your thing. Yeah. And then let's go. Yeah. So the next thing. Yeah. So then went to the NorCal tour and that yeah. was a different vibe. Got to meet Tom Gillis. NorCal tour. Yeah. yeah. That's right. The NorCal tour. You were yeah. there. Yeah. We went to Truckee, which is an awesome, like that's 45 minutes from where I live. Okay. Like I'm always in Truckee during like snowboarding season and stuff. Like this whole next year I'll be up there. Um, so I love Truckee, but, um, yeah, so that was super sick getting closer to Tom Gillis and like, we want to, you know, do a lot with snowboarding eventually. So it's just, it was just the whole thing was like, Tom cool. Gillis is a, uh, he's a ex pro snowboarder as mm -hmm. well. Um, he's, he's, he did like the biggest drop in from a helicopter to a, to a, to a big vert ramp. Anyway, he's a, that's a whole nother story, but on the radio, I'm gonna tell you right now. You and Tom need to do some snowboard contests. Heck yeah. This is, this I know season. we've talked about this, but. It's just like a skate contest. Yeah. It's at the park. Yeah. You two need to collaborate together. You're a, a female and a male with your guys' influence can do something epic. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we'll, cause yeah, so we'll I'm just saying we'll that right it. now. Yeah. So, yeah. so take that. Keeping me accountable. And, and you guys work on it and then come, come give me a call. Okay. Okay. What else? Um, so yeah. So then I went to NorCal. That was super sick. Skate parks. And yeah, again, no high schools, mm -hmm. just, just skate parks. That's all we did, which is, I love skate parks. So I'm cool with that. But the, and then, then I went on this trip and, um, this trip has been, like I'd said previously, like so cool to see the high schoolers just come forward and receive the Lord like that. Like it's like, there's nothing like that, like at all. So talking about now this trip, cause yeah. I want to get into what, what happened today. So last night, you know, um, I was thinking, I'm like, man, I'm all, 
you've been on tours mm-hmm. and I know you, I remember you sharing at one church in, I don't know, Montana or somewhere. It was the one church we, 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 you shared me and Sonny shared. Oh yeah. You, I think that was you spoke. Yeah. I forget where it was at. It was right after that, that girl's arm got healed. Right. Yeah. From when Sonny prayed for her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. So it was that night, and we went to a, a youth group or something that mm-hmm. night. And oh, I remember when we went there, that church was like they didn't believe in the gifts of the spirit. Oh, and we were talking okay. about the the power of the evangelism, the yeah. gifts, and they didn't they didn't even believe in it. And then God <laughs> did some stuff there that night, That's right. And, That's right? And and then they were, they couldn't deny it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but so I think that church might have changed. But anyway, so. You've been on tour, and I know you've been around and, and seen stuff, and like I did with Christina and Jesser and Jairus and all these other ambassadors now that are now ambassadors of the mm-hmm. Whosoever's Movement. I brought them on tour, and what they would do is they would just come on tour, and they would watch and see how it's done, and then yeah. I would go out and preach and do altar calls and whatever, but I want them just to see it done over and over, and that's what's going on this trip. Yeah. You watch the same thing three to four times a day of schools. Yeah. You know, repeat, 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 yeah. so it gets engraved like... It's it's pretty much you go, you have music, you give away giveaways, and then you preach the gospel. Yeah. And then hey, you want to receive it. It's very simple. Yeah. So you see it, you understand it. It doesn't it doesn't change, right? So then, last night when I got home from the hotel, I was thinking, I'm like, I'm all, I wonder if she's ready to like she should like get in and and get into school now that she's seen. <laughs> 15 schools movies, already yeah. like she gets it right yeah. just like a skate contest right yeah she understands it so i went to bed with that thought and then i woke up this morning and mm-hmm. i had to like study some teaching at the conference tomorrow and you guys all went out there's like four schools or something today yeah. a muslim school as well right that you guys went to but i remember waking up this morning and i'm like okay, i didn't think about what i was thinking about last night but i go i want to get her to do a radio show today because i just kind of want to hear like you know her story and let the world know about, you know, how she's been impacted and what's going on, what God's doing in her life. And then I get here to the church for the radio studio to, to start uh, recording. Yeah. And Christina's like, dude, dude, Lexi. I'm like, what? <laughs> Lexi spoke today at the school. Yeah. I'm like, what? Dude. I go, I, so I go, did, so I go, did people get saved? Yeah. <laughs> she, she did the altar call. Yeah. I'm like, what? And then she showed me photos. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I said, God's anointed her for this. <laughs> yeah. Like you're in ministry already. I mean, you're, to be clear, you're working with the youth, you're already in ministry, but you're praying with kids. You've been doing that on these tours already. You're like in the mix. And I knew that you were a voice because you spoke and you shared. But what was awesome is that Christina is the one that's been pouring into you. Mm-hmm. She's the one that like knew that God had a call in your life. And mm-hmm. she's the one that's always been like, Hey, get on. It wasn't me. Yeah. It was Christina going, Hey, she needs to come on trips with us. And I'm like, yeah. I trust Christina. And I know that. And I told Christina, you need to work yourself out of your position. Like as in, you got to keep training up, keep discipling people. Mm-hmm. Who's the next Christina? Yeah. Who's the next Ryan? Who are the next young youngsters? They yeah. are going to continue to carry the torch. Yeah. Because that's what we're trained to do. Go and make disciples of the nation. That's true. So it was awesome because I wasn't even there today. <laughs> yeah. So I had no part in it. Yeah. And Christina, it's like almost like God was speaking to me last night about it. Mm-hmm. And then today when I was put my study together, Christina was like, Lexi, go in. <laughs> so now with 10 minutes left yeah. or 11 minutes left, tell us this experience what happened? So you go yeah. to the school. Yeah. How, so how we, this whole transaction happened? How yeah. did you find out you were going in? So we leave the Muslim school. We're, we're driving to the next school. We park, um, and we have kind of a far walk. And so as we're walking, uh, you know, like Sebastian was telling us, like, hey, this this school is like a lot of sports. Like these kids are involved in okay. sports. Like they're all, you know, they're all competing and all this stuff. And Christina's like, hey, I'll share about this. And I was like, wait can I share for like just five minutes? Cause I understand the sports. I yeah, understand the computer. Of course. And she was like, yeah, like you can do the first five minutes. And I was like, okay, and then you do the altar call. Cause I don't like, I, I don't want to do the altar call. Cause yeah. like I said, like I just have that fear of rejection. So, so altar call for people that don't, I don't even know why we call it that. Uh, I mean, it's like an old like church name. Yeah, it's like it's when, true, it's, it's true. basically when you say, when you tell people, if you want to receive Jesus Christ, come forward and I'm gonna pray for you. And that's when we right. just kind of, we, some, the reason why we do it is because, because people say, well, that's not in the Bible, an altar call. Mm-hmm. But you know why we do it or the way I do it? Because when you're talking to people, they're not Christians. They don't even know how to pray. 
Right. So yeah. what I do is I call him forward and say, hey, I'm going to pray, pray with, with you them. and repeat after me. I'm going to I'm going to lead you in a prayer that you can accept, invite Jesus Christ into your life. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I'm a sinner. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. I repent and I give my life to you. Prove that you're real and, and fill me with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And you yeah. just lead them. There's no special way to do it. Yeah. But you kind of lead them. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can say, I believe that you died, and died on the cross and raised from the dead. Mm. So they're confessing their sins and they're confessing what they're believing by faith. Mm-hmm. So just that's for the listeners. By gotcha, the way. gotcha, okay. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so... You're speaking. Yeah. So I'm speaking, you know, I like this whole week I've been like hyping it up, doing the dance contest with the yeah, kids, yeah, you know, totally. throwing out the product. I love that stuff. So this is, I was like a little nervous, but I, I was good that I didn't have a lot of time to think about it. Cause I was like, all right, totally. Lord, like, That's this is going to be you speaking through me. Right. Yeah. So I'm sharing a lot about like just competing and injuries and all the stuff that goes into that. Like I didn't even pass. Like I was just like, you know what? I'll just speak about the competing. I'm not even going to get to the church stuff about me living a hypocritical life. Cause they don't even, they don't that. even understand. Yeah. That. They don't even need to know that. So I just like, just hit on the competing and just like how, you know, my coach overdosed and all this stuff. Like, you know, even though you might, um, get success in your sport, you're still not going to be fulfilled, you know, all that yes, stuff. So that's it right there. Um, you know, I'm talking to them about all of this and, um, you know, I look over at Christina and she's like, send it all the way, all go, the way. Yeah, do the altar call. So what's going on in your mind at this point? Yeah. So I, I like, literally like I physically just stopped. Like Froze. I didn't even like say anything to Sebastian. I was just like, and all I prayed is like, God help me. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. She's not coming in. Yeah. She's not coming in. So I was like, Oh no, like I've never done this. Like what if they like what if nobody comes up like i'm gonna be so disappointed and just like take it personally and like you know like yeah they're rejecting the lord and like my message but like i would just take it personally like they're rejecting me you know so i was just afraid and um just god just gave me the strength i didn't even know like what came next like just speaking you probably like, don't the remember lord. talking at this <laughs> yeah. point yeah yeah <laughs> so and you know sure enough i'm like hey give me a thumbs up because i know it's like how you guys do it give me a yeah, thumbs yeah, up i'm gonna receive yeah. the lord and then it's like, then Christina was like, tell them to come up. So like, you saw thumbs go up? Yeah, so I saw thumbs go up. And I was like, okay, people are listening. They're actually receiving yeah, it. Yeah. And then Christina was like, tell them to come up. And I was like, all right, if you, if you, wanna, if you want me to pray for you, like, come up. Like, and I want to pray for you. And all these kids come up. And I'm just like, were I'm you tripping? like, yeah, I was like, dang, <laughs> like, God is good, you know? I was so shocked. Like, I was like, you know, they received it. And they heard my testimony. And I always thought in my head, like, I don't have a gnarly testimony of abuse like Christina. And I don't have an early testimony of like, um, you know, being like a t- yeah. team manager of skateboarding yeah, yeah. team like you. And I was like, I don't have like that gnarly testimony. I have a testimony of like, you know, just living a normal high school life. Yeah. Um, as far as like, but, you know, but that think part. about this. It's see, but this is the thing. It's not about see. God's called us all to a unique path. Yeah. And God uses our stories uniquely. Yeah. But what we're after is we're after hitting the heart of people. Right. Going yeah. after the heart, right? Because yeah. because our heart is, is God wants our heart. He doesn't want anything else but our heart. Yeah. So what you're doing is your story is probably more relatable than than my story to the high school students. When right. you really think about it, yeah. Most people aren't living my life in high school. No one is really. Yeah. So your common story, but. Yet it's very relatable because of the sports mm-hmm. or being competitive in whatever musician arts or whatever. And yeah. you kind of, so all that stuff and then dealing with all the, you know, insecurities, and different things that we, you know, you have or whatever. That's so relatable. Mm. Yeah. They haven't got to where I was at. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and maybe there's a few that got abused and raped or whatever, but that's not the majority. Mm. So your story is more relevant than, than ours. Yeah. But what's awesome. And I'm just going to encourage you on, on the show is that. God's Holy Spirit that's in you, that's in me, and the gift of evangelism that you now know you have (laughs) and is operating. Like Timothy, in the book of Timothy, Paul says, fan that flame. Like, keep stepping out in it. Because the more you step out in it, the more it's going to grow and God's going to continue to use you. It's not you. You, This is what's so trippy about the gift of evangelism that I blow my mind. Is you just tell your story. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just say, and you tell your story, and you're obviously talking about Jesus Christ, the death mm-hmm. on the cross, the resurrection, the forgiveness of sins. You're, you know, you're talking yeah. about these things, the gospel, because it's your story and the gospel. That's the power of the gospel and the salvation in Romans. But then you just say, hey, if you want to receive Jesus, come forward. Yeah. And that 
that speaking that the transaction that happens at that place, that's all the Holy Spirit. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. the Holy Spirit's already doing it, but whatever happens at that point, that's him. Yeah. We have nothing to do with it. Right. I've seen yeah. my dad one time just be like, walk up on stage and just be like, Hey, you need to receive God right now. Come forward and repent of your sins. And dude, like 500 people get saved. <laughs> he didn't even give a message. <laughs> yeah. He didn't say anything yeah. about no one, nothing. Yeah. He just said, you need to, re- some of you need to come up right now and re- give your life to Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You had nothing to do with it. Yeah, totally. Right? And yeah. the way that happens though, is if we're like, clean, if we're like in, in the word of God and we have a relationship with God. Yeah. And, and being available to yeah. just being available yeah. to the Lord. So, yeah. so just keep doing it. And I saw the photos of the video of all those kids getting saved. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. like, that was a lot of kids. That wasn't like a little, that was like a, a huge amount of kids. Like God's hand is on you. Mm-hmm. You have the gift of, you have, you have many of the gifts that God has, has given you, but now you have this new one that you didn't know about till today. Yeah, it's true. Huh? Yeah, that's totally true. Cause I've never done it before. <laughs> and when you're in the middle, when you're in the middle of that crowd, you don't even realize how many people can come forward. Cause you're in that's the middle true. surrounded by kids. Yeah. But you look at the videos and photos after, I don't know if you've seen them. I haven't. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a, a legit, a lot of kids came forward. Heck yeah. So Dang. that is so awesome. I'm proud of you. And, Thank you. And, um, you know, I'm excited because now I, we have another ambassador. We <laughs> yeah. have now 10 ambassadors. And when we say ambassadors, they're evangelists. Mm-hmm. We have now 10 evangelists, evangelists um, in the whosoever's uh, movement and um, girls and guys. Yeah. All different yeah. ages. Yeah. So how old are you again? 21. 20, you're the youngest ambassador of, of the movement. I think Jairus mm-hmm. is like 23 or something. So we have, we have different um, ages, but that's so awesome to see the different generations of of what God is doing. And now you have to look out who's the next you, what guy that you see or girl that you see, you know, now you keep your head up, keep your head up looking around to see where God's moving on that next. Who's that new 16 year old, 17 year old, 12 year old, who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then we start bringing them on tour and, and you start getting them around you to, to watch and learn and, and how do disciples learn? How do we learn? I learn by watching hmm. and we, that's, you know, and that's what I want to do with you guys. I just want to be an example yeah. of, of, you know, I never like try to like dominate over you guys or make you guys do anything. Right. I just, yeah. I just go out and do what I'm passionate about reaching people yeah. and you, and I never told you guys to do anything. <laughs> yeah, right. Have I ever said true. anything? No, not no, no. I'm just, I just opened the door and like, all right, come and see. Yeah. We got a hotel room. You stay with Christina yeah. and you just come hang out with us and then see if God does anything. Yeah. And then it just happens. It's just natural. And that's day. encouraging for people that are going to be listening. It's not, I never was like, you're the next you right. come and you go do this. I was yeah. just like, come and hang out and, and get involved with this. Yeah. And just see, get in where you fit in. Yeah, totally. And then God does it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, in 30 seconds, any last words to the listeners? What, what would you like to let them walk away with? Um, I would just say, just be available to the Lord. And I was reading today um, in Matthew, and it just talked about, you know, I was just reading the story of just how he used the bread and the fish and multiplied it to, you know, the multitudes that were there. And um, just be available because he used that bread and the fish because that kid gave it to him because he was available. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all you need to do. And yep. then he'll use you and he'll multiply. And it's not about you. It's about, you know, the Lord and his work and doing it. And so, um, yeah, I think that's just something the Lord has really impressed on my heart. And to tell people is just be available. And that, like, that's even in the day to day, just be available for someone to come up and ask you for prayer. Mm-hmm. Don't be like, no, I'm too busy or I have work or I have this to do. Like, no, just be available. Just be like, yeah, like totally. Like, I will pray with you, pray for those opportunities and the Lord will yeah. bring them. The Lord will bring them. And it's not about, you know, um, you know, sometimes like like just working and stuff you get crowded by all these distractions but it's like no you just you set yourself aside to be available for the lord to use you and that's that's it it's that simple yeah don't overcomplicate it she said it go get the show watch it again over and over and hold on to what she said at the end because literally it's that simple yeah make yourself available all right well that's the end of the show go to the whosoevers.com and book us. We want to come to your city. We want to come to your school. We want to come to your skate park. We want to come to your church. We want to bring the Great Commission. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan, 
click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.